Broadcasting from the Hair Saloon corporate offices, it's the Suzanne Venker Show, where men and women are equal in value but wildly different by nature. Drop the junk you've been fed from the culture and join us here every week as we help you and the people you love feel secure in your beliefs about what you know is right and confident in your desire to speak your mind. I have a couple of quick podcast updates. One is that this year I am rolling out a plan to take the Suzanne Venker Show to the next level. And my goal is not only to keep the show commercial free, but also to continue to provide you with incredible guests and to ramp up promotion in order to expand the reach of my show. In order to do this, I'm going to begin accepting donations from listeners. So whether you're able to donate $5, 20 or $50 per month, your donation will go straight to funding this mission for my podcast. This is also the only way for me to potentially make the podcast a video as well as an audio, which I know some of you have asked about. And you'll also have an opportunity to advertise your business or product with a mention on the show if you sign up for that particular plan. Uh, We are also adding a call of the day. So if you'd like to leave a voicemail with a question or a comment for me, which I will then read and respond to on the podcast, you can call 314-391-8988. That's 314-391-8988. This is a free call. It's sort of like email of the day, but instead of email, you will actually hear your question or comment played on the air. So to get that information for both of those things, the Patreon and the call of the day, just go to Suzanne Venker, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-V-E-N-K-E-R.com backslash podcast. And that information is all right there for you. So today on the show, we are going to discuss what your husband's doing when he's doing nothing. And other important facts about men that are rarely, (laughs) if ever, acknowledged, let alone discussed. And we have Andre back after several weeks for this very important conversation. Welcome back, Andre. Thank you. Good morning. It's so nice to to see you. you. It's so great. I I think this is going to work out really well um, to move to once a month because, you know, whatever. People want to have some guests on. That's great. And then then I I have time to miss you. And then here you are back again. It's great. Yay. Okay. Love it. So, um, one of the first things I, so I, I got this idea to do this podcast, um, about men specifically because I feel so strongly that because we only get so much junk from wherever in the culture, well, in the culture, obviously, but mm. from different sources about, women and what women need and about how men can transform themselves into being better boyfriends or husbands or whatever. And then telling women about what they have to endure with men. And we laugh at men as sort of in a way that's just supposed to be kind of tongue in cheek, but of course it's not, it can be very insulting. But the bigger issue is that I just, I just know how wrong I believe people Mm. are uh, specifically women and in the way we've taught young women about men that they're just so misunderstood that it's insane. Um, so let's start with this idea that women have that men are selfish, untrustworthy or insecure because that's what the culture teaches them or that's what their maybe mother taught them growing up. I mean, just these negative ideas that men are sort of lesser versions of women, if you will. Um, right, right. And that they need coaching and teaching from women on to ha- as to how to be a good person or a better person or what have you. <laughs> right. um, and this all comes from bad experiences, in my opinion, that women have had with men. And then rather than understanding what happened, they just 
get very bitter, and then they pass that on to someone, and that gets passed on to someone, and that gets passed mm-hmm. on to someone. Next thing you know, we just have men all wrong. So mm-hmm. let's start with um, the idea that um, men are untrustworthy, <laughs> which of course is is a biggie because of course you have a whole generation of women raised to believe that they cannot depend on men, and that really the undercurrent mm-hmm. of that is that they're not trustworthy. I'm going to tell you one thing: you can't count on men to be is like a woman. There so, you go. There you go. First, this this is where the problems start. To me, like what I see all the time is women not knowing, not knowing. This is not how men respond. This is not how men act. Your girlfriend, your mother, right? So you, women expect men or want men to act like them because it's nicer, it's sweeter, it's more connecting, it's more talkative, it's more feeling based. You know what I mean? So women want men to be more like them so they can connect with them emotionally, typically. But that's not men. That's just that unrealistic vision of men that is impossible. So, so if if women can't connect, can't feel comfortable with men in the way the men are, they blame the men. So that's a natural yeah. jump. Like we have to fix them. And right, th- right them. because this idea that they are the idea that they won't um, meet your needs, right? Because they are naturally selfish. Or, or, or like think about sex, for example, you know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a big one. Um, the, the, I, you know, all men want to sex, you know, that kind of thing. Instead of understanding mm-hmm. what actually sex means to a man, instead, you're just this uh, uh, sex hungry human rather than there's a reason why you're so sexual and what it means for you. So let's just start there. Well, God, you know, it's, it's started. That's a big one to start. With. I know I didn't have it on my list, but I liked it. So I just went with it. <laughs> No, no, it's, it's factual, right? It's, it's funny. I teach this women, women all the time, like, you know, how, you know, how do you, how do you date nowadays? Cause it's confusing. Who pays? Who doesn't pay? Who makes a date? Who's there? Should you go after him? Should you wait for him? Right. And one of the big, big, um, mess up or again, not knowing miscommunication assumptions that, you know, men want sex. They always want sex, you know? And I say, well, yeah, the good guys and the players always want sex. Like it's a manly thing, right? It's because this is how I've said this to you before. I think you know this. Um, a woman, a normal woman, needs to feel connected to a guy in order to have sex. Yep. Right? right. Emotionally, feel yep. so much connection to them. She yep. can't just, you know. Yep. Well, men men connect emotionally through their bodies with sex. Complete opposite. So this is the drive. Me- that's Complete the whole. Opposite, but s- Sorry, that's the whole sex. Uh, men give sex to get love, or no, vice versa. Yeah, am I saying that right? Women give sex to get love, love. and men give love get to, to get love. sex. Right? Yeah. Right. Complete opposite. It's, so the mechanism is, but it's it's so 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 like like in our DNA. This the, the this is how men. If you think of you know to be feminine is more heart centered, to be masculine to be more head centered, right? We both do both, but men live in their heads all the time. And what are the ways that men get out of their heads and feel something in life? And and I do a lot of men's work, and they men are complaining that they feel nothing; they're numb to the world because they're always stuck in their heads. Hmm. And so the ba- the balance, be able to balance being heady, calculated, planning, yeah. plotting, money, career, life. The logistics, right? That's masculine. Women do this as well. They get stuck there, which is a problem. But when men are stuck in their heads instinctively, naturally, that's how our natural operating system, the idea of the only way out of our heads is you ladies. <laughs> the only way out of our heads into our heart is when a woman comes in front of you with a big smile and you go, <gasps> right? And also like, oh, 
instantly I'm present. I'm not thinking anymore. I'm like right with her, right? Like, <gasps> like feminine energy. Yeah. Oh, a smile. Yeah. Oh, like, right. So yeah. the whole idea of sexually connecting is, is to really get us out of our freaking heads. Yeah. And this is when we get to feel alive. And there's a lot of dopamine in sex, and that's all part of the cocktail that we're looking for. Good guys, bad guys, first we want sex to get out of our heads. Yes, but that's not all we want. That's yeah. not all you want. So it's that's like the, there's there's something behind the image or the, the concept that people have been taught. So, so for example, one of the things that I think will – moving away from sex for a second – will surprise yep. some people is to understand how much men live to serve and to please because they are so held up as these selfish, you know, power hungry, sex hungry people that 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 seems like that seems opposite of that. But in fact, that's what I mean by this image is just completely wrong, particularly once when men are married. I'm thinking, of course, more within marriage, because I do think there's a shift there between a single man and a married man. I think you would agree with that. But they live to serve and to please. Right. They're, we're neurotic yeah. about it. Neuro- we, what men, if, if from the very get-go, male, really the male uh, identity starts with hero. We want to be heroes. Yeah. Right. We want to be heroes to our, 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 the people in our world. We want to be heroes in our businesses. We want to be, we want to be the man. So there's a pulse of that, right? So and that's providing, providing, protecting, you know, being heroes, you know, being the guy, being the man. That's the goal. The, the misunderstanding here again is that for that conquering of life, right, guess what we do? We go up in our heads, right? We don't talk about it. We mm-hmm. plan it. We plot it. And so the shutdown that women feel, the disconnect that a lot of women feel with men or lack of connection, you know, it's because mm-hmm. men live up in their heads and process on their own. Ladies process out loud with talking. Yeah. So you, you want the, the verbal processing mm-hmm. that makes you feel connected and safe. We don't function that way. So a lot of women make the mistake, big mistake to think because men don't speak much. That means that men don't think much. It means they're shallow, mm-hmm. selfish, mm-hmm. self-centered, mm-hmm. disconnected, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's all wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, not all understanding, wrong. It's, not, it's not understanding a man's way of operating. He's not a girl. He's not going to do it your way. So being a hero requires, of course, well, there's two things I'm thinking of. Number one, it's not that whole providing and protecting thing. It's not just about providing money either. Right. It's mm. about providing anything that will make the woman's life easier or better, whether it's money related or not. Every, everything the men invented was for women. Yes. You know, from cars, Bingo. dishwashers to Bingo. paint, you know, to houses, to walls to keep you safe, to security system, to air conditioning. That's all created for yep. women by yep. a man. Yep. And those are the men, by the way, who control their sexual energy. And that's how they use that energy to create life with the world culture as we know it. Men. It's such a it's such a huge so beautiful yes, but such a huge flip on the cultural crap and and that's of course why we love this because it's it's so affirming and um, empowering to know not only this information but to hear it is uplifting as opposed to what you get from the crap you get from the culture, which is completely opposite. Um, okay, so. That's why, by the way, it's so necessary for women to express their need for help, right? Or mm-hmm. if you don't have the need, then just fake a need, you know, big deal. <laughs> just pretend like you need help. These are the kinds of things your grandmothers would tell the, the you know, your mothers yeah. or grandmothers would tell their daughters, like, even if you can do it, just make him think that he's doing it for you, right? So there's some, we we scoff at that and we think that's funny, but this is... This is wisdom, you know. This is this is tried and true, 
experience that women have had over years of being married to men that path that they pass down to their daughters to try to help them have a better relationship themselves, right? And a better marriage. Yeah. I mean, like it's, again, it's, it's knowing what works. Right. right. So women, women make the mistake to think that men's little egos are so fragile. I have to yeah. pump them up all oh. the time to be okay. That's not it. Nope. Right. It's the fact that if you, if you understand that he's coming from a hero and wants to provide, it wants to be proud of, you know, because when he provides and he helps, when you let him help, when you ask for help, that makes him feel like a man because he gets, look what I did. Yes. Da, 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 right. <laughs> so there's this boasting in that for him. It's like, it feels important. It feels needed. It feels like a man. Well, that's pretty damn good. Like, what's wrong with that? Uh, what if is that's wrong all with it that? takes, let ask for help. Watch him puff up because he's going to feel important, and he gets to provide something which makes him feel masculine, and you know, yep. pumps him up. Like, what is what is wrong with that? So it's like, it's like to me, like if you go to France, you know, you're not going to get your food because you yell louder in English. Right? Ooh, that's <laughs> you good. have to speak the yeah. language. You have to speak the <gasps> language. That's good. That's That's great. Factual. So a lot of women think this manipulative to know how men Mm -hmm. work and just do it. It's not. It's what works. Yes, it's it's what works. Speaking the right language that actually they understand. Again, if you yell louder in the wrong language, they don't hear you. They can't. That's not. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Oh my god! You see it? Yes. No, but that's what women do, right? They nag, they get louder, they go yep, after him. They're yep. understanding that's not how it works. It's not working. You're speaking, and, mm-hmm. speaking the wrong language. You're yelling in English to somebody who speaks French. <laughs> you're yelling in English to somebody who speaks French. I love it. That's really good, Andre. See, Andre, that's why I have you here. I don't think of these automatic analogies so quickly. That's not really my thing. I'm not so good, well, at, I'm not so good at that. That's great. <laughs> It's, a, it's for me, it's really like the different, you know, we talk about men speak differently, men listen differently and, and women. Absolutely. Yeah. When you yeah. put that together, you go, oh, so if it will learn, if okay. you want it to work. Definitely. Okay. So let's talk about what I titled this episode about men watching television. <laughs> I have a little bit to say about this. Okay. You know, I titled it what your husband's doing when he's doing nothing. And, you know, if there's one thing that gets a wife worked up more than anything else. It's watching a guy do nothing. When you got married, things were perfect. You were both in love and life was good. Then somewhere along the line, everything changed. She changed, or maybe he did. Either which way, now your relationship feels, well, hard. I coach husbands and wives who feel lonely, disrespected, or misunderstood in their relationship. So many women today are desperate for their husbands to step up to the plate, to make a decision and to stick to it, to lead rather than to follow. Ladies, you have the power to make it happen. Men respond best to women who are grounded in their feminine core. As for husbands, so many of them want their wives to stop nagging and to just trust them, to smile more and to complain less, to look at them the way they did when they were first dating. Men, you have the power to make it happen. Women respond best to men who are grounded in their masculine core. The secret to lasting love rests in the masculine-feminine dance. Once you master it, your relationship will no longer be difficult. You'll be moving with the biological tide rather than against it. And that makes marriage smooth sailing. If you're struggling in your relationship, if you feel frustrated or alone, I can help. Just go to SuzanneBanker.com, that's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-V-E-N-K-E-R.com, and click on the coaching button at the top. Don't wait another minute to acquire the mindset you need to find love and to sustain it. It's so much easier than you think. That's SuzanneVenker.com. You know, if there's one thing that gets a wife worked up more than anything else, it's watching a guy do nothing. 
there's this guy I can't remember his name and he does this routine and it's really funny and he said that exact thing and it was really really funny because women do relate to that they know what that means wives in particular I think it doesn't really kick in until you're married so this wouldn't necessarily apply if you're not married but it took me a long time to realize what exactly is going on when a man is watching television (laughs) um and that is that he is a single focus creature. And as you just said, the providing and the protecting and the making and the doing and all of that is his number one thing. And then when he needs a break from that, and he will, and almost invariably, at least in my household, I can't speak to every household, uh, he'll turn on the television for some visual stimulation and to totally escape. And in that escape, what's happening, Andre? Help women understand that that's not doing Uh, nothing. He's actually doing something, even though it looks like he's doing something. It's very, very important. It's it's interesting because it's something that we have as male instinctively, naturally, that you don't have as women, which is terrible. It's such a beautiful mechanism. Because what happens is, you know, men, if they hold themselves accountable for making the money, being out there in the world, pushing and fighting, right? That typically males have been doing this for, you know, Mm -hmm. two and a half million years. So there's an instinct in that. Women do the flip side typically, but they can do, we could all do both. But if you let us go, we typically go to yeah. our typical right corners. <laughs> so yeah, what happens to men is this: their 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 ability their ability to to focus on one thing at a time until it's done. It's like the hunter, right? The hunter goes hunting, and until he comes back with the prey or something to eat, he's going to be out there sometimes for three days because that's the point of going out and feeding everybody, providing whatever he's providing. He gets stuck. We actually get locked into that until it's done. Well, that's the hunter brain. The gatherer brain can do seven, eight things at the same time. Yep. I've had women say to me, my husband is obviously a moron because he, he can only do one thing at a time. Mm. I'm like, darling, that's mm-hmm. like so rude. That is completely rude. It's actually completely understanding nothing about men. And by the way, single focus, we call this, is – Essential in danger, dangerous exactly. situation. Exactly. In case flying of fire, a plane, flying, landing a plane. Seriously, uh, yeah. right? Like single focus is a must for especially in an emergency situation. But it's, it's how we get things done. That's not how you get things done. That doesn't make it wrong. It makes it a different operating system. Now, the funny thing about this is this is how men do. They focus on things. It's like this. Okay, get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Right? Like it goes from focus one thing, and then there's a disconnect. There's a transition. And it goes, focus on something else. And it could be different focuses one at a time. Mowing the lawn is one thing. Mm-hmm. Come in, get a drink, go back outside and fix the garage door. I'll fix the garage door. <laughs> don't, come, don't come talking to me about our relationship at this time. I'm fixing the garage door, right? Wait for a break. Wait for, right? So pull focus, get something else. Pull focus, get something else. At work, is, that's all we do at work. One thing that's interesting is that focus takes a lot of energy, as you know. As a woman, is the energy, the focus. We do it instinctively, but it takes a lot of energy. We have an instinct in our bodies that says, at the end of the day, after putting seven, mm-hmm. eight, ten hours after mm-hmm. traffic, because you know, mm-hmm. getting on the road and getting back home is another mission, right? <laughs> so when men get home, we have an in our body instinct to go sit, sit. And Doctor John Gray makes fun of us. He says we like we have a switch on our backs. Like when we sit down and the switch goes click off. And what happens is, is chemically, it takes 30 to 60 minutes for our bodies to recover the testosterone that we just burned throughout the day. And this That's is, when men sit on the couch. And this is why never to say or try to have a conversation in those first 30 minutes because yeah, no, it, it, he'll get very upset. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's transitioning, he's yeah. defragging. Often the TV is on, but he's not watching. Mm-hmm. And you'll say sometimes to a guy sitting on the couch, which mm-hmm. make, makes you crazy because there's so many things that you see needs to be done yes. that he's not helping. Right, right. But in that moment, his body is re, re, reju, rejuvenating completely 30 to 60 minutes mm-hmm. before he can think and talk about anything else, typically, depending mm-hmm. how long the day's been. And then sometimes the TV's not on, he's just sitting there and you go, what are you thinking about? And he goes, nothing. And you're like, what the what is what kind of moron did I? Well, no, that's just his body shutting down. It's it's in our DNA. This is how we recover. So, this is how we build. What would you say to someone who said or asked you? So, let, okay, Andre, I'm 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 listening to. I mean, I'm hearing the wives like out there right now going, okay. So, Andre, let's say it's a Saturday or Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know Wednesday night at seven. Yep. Um, how long is too long to be watching TV? Before you can say something, that's what I well, hear them saying. Like, how long is he quote unquote allowed to do beautiful. that? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful question. Okay. Now, this is this is another problem that men operate in a way that you don't, and that they don't tell you about it because they don't talk. They don't talk not because they don't care, it's because yeah. they have no need to share this. Right. But on the weekend, especially the moment the man's off of work, right? Mm-hmm. By Friday night, he has exactly an idea what he's going to do Saturday. Okay. Yes. He knows already. It's yes. already planned. Yes. So me, I, I'll, I'll sleep in. I'll probably yeah. get up at around 8.30 or 9. I'm going to putz around, have breakfast. I'm yeah. going to wash my car, you know, maybe shower. And then uh, I'm going to watch the game from noon till 4. That's a plan, right? So you can't come in in that plan and say, I need you to fix the roof. He's like, no, that's not part of the plan. And then you'll get the attitude because you're trying to ruin his plan. There's already planned from the day before. And women go, he's such a jerk. He's just sitting there all day. I'll find that he's around <laughs> no. me this weekend, and I need him to do something, and he won't do it. I'm laughing. Yes, I'm laughing because my husband's the reverse. <laughs> it takes him all Saturday morning to rev uh-huh. himself up for what he needs to do all afternoon. <laughs> so, right. whereas I don't stop. So I and I'm a terrible, right. terrible example because I'm extreme in the other way, and I'm certainly not expecting that at all. In fact, I've come to really right. understand all of this so I'm I'm pretty easy about it now but it is funny to watch how it literally will take him all Saturday morning to be able to do what he wants to do all afternoon it's really interesting well, and again it's another and way that's of, him you know, not everybody it's another that way, way of resting it's another yeah. way of recuperating resting from the week's long work right like yeah. I am the same I need all morning to basically just like not have anything planned yeah, yeah. I do not want planning oh, that's- <laughs> If I have to drive my daughter to class at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning, I'm not working yep. because now I'm going, she has to be there at 10. We have yes. to be there by 9.30, so, which means she has to be ready by 9. I That's work to me. I'm working. Yes. I can't. So, oh, my gosh. So many arguments be- over the years about just, well, not, well, just not arguments, but him telling me, I don't want anything on the calendar, like nothing, not a, because- so I'm like, so to me, a calendar of nothing might be a couple of things, but <laughs> his calendar is literally nothing. Yes. So he's been really happy in this coronavirus period, right. <laughs> considerably, because we literally can't go anywhere and do anything. Do you see it, though? Yes. Do you see it? Yeah. So like, yeah. a lot of guys are like this, depending how much their, their work is demanding, their downtime is precious. And yeah. part of like recovering is not having anything on the freaking schedule. Yes. Yeah. Again, yeah. driving my daughter to class at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning is work. I'm already working. This yes. is scheduled in. I'm working. It's on me. It's like a, it's a responsibility is what you mean. And just you I want to make it happen. Right. Yes. It's not work in the traditional sense. It's a responsibility. You have to be somewhere at a certain time as opposed to having nothing on your plate. That yeah. register is work. 
So yes. for me, recovering is no schedule. Yes. So, and I'll do this at about noon or one, and then I have to get something done because I'm now antsy because I need to get stuff done. Now, yes. by the way, ladies, this is how you get this done. When you understand this dynamic, you could actually negotiate this dynamic. Yes. So you go, babe, just, you know, like, what's your plans for tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Set him up, right? Yep. He's going to go, well, yep. we'll get up late. But, you know, so assume if you know him well enough that he's probably no good till noon or 11 o'clock, whatever, right? He's going to do what he wants to do. Some, some guys are different. Some guys get, get up right early up. and yep. just go hiking. Yep. Because that's the reward for the week. They go hiking. They go play. They go to the gym, right? Some guys are active early in the morning. Some guys are not active early in the morning. So same with the women. But depending – so you know what you have, right? So you know his frame-up. So if you want help that day mm-hmm. in the afternoon, then you have to put yourself on his plan the day before yes. for the afternoon. Absolutely. So I know you're sure – I'm sure you have a plan. This is what you said. I'm sure you have a plan. However, you know, I need your help if you don't mind with this and this. Can we put that part of your plan for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like it really is important for me and, you know, I, I need you. Like I can't do this without you. Right. I've gotten really good at writing notes. Um, right. You know, like this needs to be done. Like it doesn't have a time or deadline. It's just this is something that needs right. to be tended to. And asking him if it's a good time to do this or that or is it a good time to talk or whatever. I'm getting really much, much better with that. Again, Beautiful. completely yes. clueless the first, I don't know, 18 years of our marriage. It's been 20, <laughs> 22 years. So this is still somewhat new at this asking of is it okay to talk to you yeah. now? <laughs> well, asking for, asking for an appointment. Asking yeah. for time to speak. I want to, there's something I want to talk to yeah. you about. When's a good yeah. time? Because if he's watching TV, yep. he's, it's not a good time. If he's actually planning going under the car or anything, and it's store, amazing, it's amazing how when I forget and I'm just because I'm in the middle of doing something and he happens to be in, in the vicinity and I say something, invariably it's a it takes a thirty minute it takes thirty minutes to undo ourselves from the fight that ensues. Not really a fight, yep. but like a yep. conflict or whatever you want to call it that's ensuing just from having said it at the wrong time for no yep. other reason. It wasn't even the content. So yeah. just just timing it changes well, everything. You have to set him up so he can yeah. be present to that. Otherwise, yep. you blind when you blindside him because he's up in his head. He's got a plan already. Whether he's just sitting there watching the game, he's that's a plan. Right, right. He has <laughs> a plan. And to me, it was just well, you're sitting there, so I'm gonna no, right. No, well, he's doing yeah. exactly what he planned yeah. the day before. So yeah. typically, so that so you know anything that you do. When you blindside him, by the way, it's rude because mm-hmm. you're interrupting whatever he's mm-hmm. planning, doing, or not doing on purpose. That's why you, you want to make an appointment with him because you set him up for him to hear you and be available and present. Yeah. So whatever he's planning, in the middle of, even if he's just sitting there, you go, babe, I need your help with something. You know, When's a good time to talk to you about this? Right. And you might say, hold on, on the commercial, or yes. hold on, have to go to the store first. Hold on. And it may take two hours, and but you know he'll come back and go, yeah. so? <laughs> when he's good and ready, but now he's present and now he's ready to hear you and he's going to be compelled. He's listening. Otherwise, no, you I smack can vouch him in the head. for it. So I mean, it's it, just. But it feels like it's a slap in the head. Yeah. If I'm doing nothing, I'm watching TV or I'm playing, like I'm planning what I'm going to do in the store, making my whap. It's a smack and in the head. you have to understand, I mean, no, women, I don't think wives are trying. They don't really get that. No. You know, they're not trying. Right, right, they, right. To them, First of all, they don't sit and watch TV as much, just as a general, because they're moving constantly and they don't relax do. enough. Yeah, too, too much, much to do. do. Yeah. So there's that. And then if they were to do that, because of the way they are, being able to do several things at once, it wouldn't disturb them to be asked something right. in the middle of it. So right. they just automatically assume that it wouldn't be that way for you. So it's but not right, an intentional, you know, mean thing. No, it's just, no, no, no. They don't. So anyway, that's that's why we do what we're doing here is to it's a, say it's again it's a not, it's yeah. a not knowing again it's always a not knowing yeah that's yeah that's not how it works for him that's how it works for you 
Okay, so here's here's another big wonderful thing <laughs> wonderful thing about men that women don't um, can't unfortunately <laughs> claim um, as well. Um, they don't tend to nag and complain when they want something. They just that's no, no. not their way of doing things, is it? Mm-mm. So the, so so hearing it is so foreign to them because they don't relate. I mean, you can turn this around from a TV thing. They don't relate to needing to nag, to wanting to nag, to wanting to complain, to get something out of you. Like, that's not how they would do things. So mm-hmm. when you do it that way, it's like, um, well, it, it's bad, needless to say, well, because they freak out. You know, they don't want to be nagged, obviously. But also, um, it's just one of those things that we should, I think, that women should emulate right be more like we talk so much about yeah. how men need to adopt female traits or be more like women this is what you hear in the culture as though they're lesser beings and need to come up to where we are because we're so above right. you I, train them right yeah, yeah it's it's such crap because there's so <laughs> many things that men have that we can learn from no when was the last time you heard that women should emulate qualities that men have i don't think right. i've ever heard it right no, you're right. It's it's, and, and that's again just the not knowing and assuming that he's like you. So about nagging, I want to say it's fantastic. But why do men resist nagging? It's insulting because what you're doing is you're mothering him, right? right. So ladies, simply said, you can ask something. Again, make sure that you have his attention first. If you made an appointment, that's usually how he can hear you, mm-hmm. as opposed to when he's, you know, when he's doing something else. And chances are he's not going to hear you. Or it's not able to retain, you know, the time frame that you required as of like, you know, can you take me to the store at 2 o'clock? Well, you might not hear that that 2 o'clock part if you don't have his attention. Yes. Right? So two things. So nagging, it goes like this. You can ask him once. If you have his attention, you know what I mean? Like, he'll hear you. Mm -hmm. Now, he's going to put that, whatever it is you're asking, then he has to put that on his timeline because he's planned the day already. Even if the plan of the day is nothing, doing nothing from the afternoon, right? Like yes. that's a plan, yeah. right? So then you might want to, if he said, yes, yeah, sure, you know, a little bit later on and you think he forgot because he might have, that happens, mm-hmm. you could remind him a second time. Do you remember what I asked you earlier? Oh, right? And from there, stop. Because now if you nag him, which means you're mothering him, he's actually going to resist it. Sounds ridiculous, but yes, that's sort of right. Like, because that's, right. that's just that's disrespectful. So I say this: you ask him once, you remind him twice, and then you put it on a piece of paper. And you go, "I have a little list for you here." Yeah, I, in and fact, I've list, taken to not even asking. Yeah. I just put it on the paper, and he puts it right where you can yeah. see him in the kitchen. And then you go, "Right." So by yeah. the way, this is your yeah. list. When yeah. you have a second, look right. it over. Right. And what's going to happen is, what's on the list will like, become part of his plan right. the next day exactly. or exactly. So. And also, like, you get everything you want done without nagging because you put on this list and he knows that he's going to, that's important to you, and he's going to put that in his plan as he needs to, as he readjusts his day. But so let's that's- reverse this and think about this from the, from the angle that we don't normally hear. So let's say a man wanted something mm-hmm. from the wife. Yeah. How is he going to go about getting it? It's not going <laughs> to be nagging and complaining, is it? No, no. What's, what men typically do, again, they're in their heads, right? Up in their heads, up in their heads. You don't know what they're thinking, right? And then, oh, something important just came up. You just remembered, and he doesn't want to forget, right? He's going to go right to you, right? And you start talking. Oh. So, 
Yes. He's going to start talking. Yes. He's going to set up to come up to you because now it's, you know, it's urgent because he just remembered it or he's, he's just like, he doesn't want to forget. So he comes at you like it's urgent and he starts talking. <laughs> he's going to tell you what he needs you to do or what he needs you to remind him of or whatever. Right. And so, and women will go, Oh, right. But the, right. the difference is the conversation mm-hmm. for you will make you available. Coming up to you is not a problem, typically, right? Even if you're in the middle of something, you have the capacity to still hear, yes. right? You're present instantly because of your. And like this your, is your, where this is where understanding this is where understanding these differences is so key because it's be, it would be very easy for someone to say, "Well, that's not fair. He doesn't have to do that for me. I mean, I can't interrupt him. How come he can interrupt me?" And which is a very childish attitude because if you understand the differences between men and women, you wouldn't have that response. Which Again, is the whole point speak of French. Yeah. Speak French, not yeah. louder in English. Yes. You have to speak his language. And his yeah. language, he knows that, you, you know, when he, it's urgent for him. Man's needs and often is immediate and urgent. Like they think of something and, oh shit, right now, right? Yep. <laughs> right, right, right to you. And that's when you go, he's been sitting on the couch for 45 minutes. He's not saying that word, but now I have to listen to what he's saying. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's, that's how he's present. And he knows that you have the capacity to hear him even though you're busy. Yeah. So he assumes, you know, he assumes that you can handle it, that we can handle it or whatever. Yeah, there you go. Because you can. Okay. You actually can. All right. Moving on. Next one. This is a biggie. Um, I, I think I've written about this. It's been a little while. The, the power of silence Mm. that because women, yeah, women talk so much and men don't, we assume, (laughs) like I said, that they have, don't have as much to say, or they're not as deep or they're not as whatever. And in mm-hmm. fact, something is happening in that silence. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I've encouraged women to do is to, this was big in the Alpha Females Guide, hey, don't, don't necessarily speak every thought you have. Try to swallow or hold in probably at least, at least 50% of what you want to say. And Ooh. see yeah. how that works in your relationship because things are going to come of that silence. It's very powerful and it's something that men no, instinctively. It's not a negative. It's a positive. We can, we can, we can copy that and learn from men. It is beautiful. It's, you know, again, in a nutshell with that, you know, for a woman, the conversation, you know, whether you're processing out loud, this is what you do with your girlfriends, you process out loud your thoughts and your feelings. Well, you do that with men, you actually put them to work. For him, now he has to process that and try to work it out with you. He's, he's, Natural problem-solving mind is going to try to fix whatever you're talking about if you're talking with a problem. Yes. Right? So then now you're making him work. That's not relaxing. For you, the connection makes you feel safe. For him, the conversation often often taxing. puts, puts so, him to work because it's taxing. Yeah. Yes. So if it's silence, instead, how, how to explain – I mean, I can see it up close. <laughs> it, but I, I do find it difficult to explain exactly how that silence is working in your favor. Can you Maybe you can do a better yeah, job. Yeah. So get this. We talked about this earlier, right? A woman needs to feel connected, you know, to be good, right? You connect by talking. Men connect with their physiology to be good. So women miss this all the time, you know. Sitting, when a guy says, sit with me on the couch, and you're thinking, well, that's pointless because he's not talking to me. Yeah. He's just watching TV. He's not focused on me. So that's pointless. You just mm-hmm. missed it. Yep. He wants you next to him because mm-hmm. if a man lets you in his presence, in his space – that's connection to him. Mm-hmm. And that connection is more quality, more a better quality if you're not talking. Mm-hmm. If we're not talking, mm-hmm. the silence is the point. It's just being physically together in the same space that you could actually like 
indulge in that and actually pretty like this is like him sitting on the couch with this woman that's a reward for him talking will interrupt that and also in that silence not necessarily if you're watching tv together but literally let's say you're in a room or you're in a car and you want to say something but you don't it gives space um for him you might think he's not thinking anything Right. But in fact, he, he, he is. And Constantly. and it makes him more receptive five minutes in after you've been quiet. So yeah. it's like something's going on in that silence that for us may not <laughs> feel natural. But actually, it's not a waste of time. You're actually gaining by holding your tongue. It's, it's very it's powerful. Actually, I know. There's a lot of intimacy in that. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, the moment you start, you know, the moment you introduce conversation, it becomes not, it's not a rewarding thing. Now it's a working thing again. He has to yeah. think, he has to process, he has to write. It's in the silence that he can appreciate your company. I, I hate to say it, but silence is preferred with men. You, women yeah. know this, not because yeah. they're shallow, not that they don't feel anything. It's the exact opposite. It's in that that we delight in being with you and feeling good with you. So women often make the mistake of, you know, a guy say, like, you want to come to the store with me? She's like, where are you going? Home Depot. Oh, I don't want to go there. Well, you missed it. Yeah. What he's yeah. asking there is spend time with me. He's asking for intimacy with you, right? If he lets you in his space, that's what he's looking for. On the couch, whether you're reading a book or you know, on your tablet, whatever, if he wants you close to him without talking, he's trying to connect with you. It's the beginning of intimacy for men. Very important. Without talking. In the car, go for a walk. I don't want to go for a walk. It's cold. You just missed it. Like when men ask you to be with them, this is how they connect. It's Got a it. small version of connecting with their bodies to sex. You right. see it? That's the beginning of it. That's the that's, that's the, the foreplay. Essential. That's the foreplay. <laughs> that's the foreplay. That's yeah. sort of him. Yeah. This is his idea of intimacy. Yeah. Like casual intimacy. Mm-hmm. For you is talking. For him is just be with me. Right. Okay. Moving on. This is another one. Whew. Okay. I had a long list. See? See how great men are? Great. You just never get see? to hear it. All right. They are so forgiving. Oh, my oh, yeah. Lordy. It is so easy to turn a man around from being mad to happy with you again. I'd like mm-hmm. to know how many men can say that about their wives. Yeah, that's so Women much. hold on to things, right? They remember things. Well, They're... they remember everything since 1949. Absolutely. I, I mean, you can't. It. They give up on trying to get them to get women to turn around to turn around quickly or whatever, because they're going to hold on to that. You can turn a man around in five minutes flat after an argument. It's all up to you. If If that, that. if that 60 seconds. Well, because for us, you know, there's no, this is how we do men on man, by the way, right? If there's a conflict, we go at each other, whether it's verbally or physically, right? It's swinging and boom, bam, boom. There's a bit of a fight and then it's over. Yep. And typically they're now we're buddies. Because whatever whoever got put in this place, now we know who's you know there's a status in that, and it's like okay, we know who the man is. They would go and become right. partners, right? So there's there's for men conflict is like conflict shows up, you battle it out, and it's over. And actually, now we're actually friends again. Now so, I want go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was gonna say like so when you have a fight with a man, you know, and he forgives you, it actually literally goes away. It's gone in the universe. Never to be, it's fixed. It's, it's diluted. It's gone. There's no bringing it back two years later. Remember that? that right? yeah. we, we, we took care of this already. That's man's brain. We let it go. Well, you, this part of a leftover from being a cave woman, cannot afford to let things go just for your own safety at some level. So it's a cave woman default system. It's not, it sounds 
terrible or not not helpful because you're going to keep bringing things back that has already been fixed as far as he's concerned. That's why he gets mad. But there's a, a, a certain amount of keeping you safe in that for women. So your brain's wired this way on purpose. Okay. But men don't work that way no, at all. No, don't work that way. And, it's, and, it's and I should point out that, I mean, obviously, as always, when we're talking about these things, there are exceptions to the rule. I am absolutely very much like a guy in this one respect. I drop okay. something the second afterwards. I, I just happen to know that women don't typically do that. That's been my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. unusual. You can be yeah. reversed. It's just um, typically not, you know, and, and, and. Typically not, yeah. 80-20 law. Everything, yeah. 80% of, yeah. of everybody is, you know, typically running a certain way 20 percent not so much yeah. so guess what you're a 20 percenter i am okay. a 20 percenter there i am a 20 good for you okay good for you. Good for you. okay another one what's that saying that men marry women hoping they never change and women marry men hoping they can change them that's what this has to do with there's an acceptance that men find more easy to do than women do in terms of other people's flaws so men are less likely to point out your flaws or to try and change those flaws to make them not flaws or whatever, than women are with men. I think that's a beautiful difference. I think that's something that we can learn from from men as to, I mean, you really stop and think about that. Like, why are they able to be so accepting of the woman's, their wives or the woman they love's flaws? I don't know if I'm saying that right. What keeps them from commenting on it or focusing on it when it's so easy for women to do the reverse of that? Well, I and think it's, and it's a with, it's a bit negative thing to be sorry. No, it's I it's a negative thing to focus on someone's flaws. So that's what I mean when I say we can learn from men in this in this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's again in a nutshell. If you're gonna you know round it up, like men, you know, if whatever character or temperament you have as a woman, if the guy is you know in a relationship with you, he already knows these things, and they're not deal breakers. Otherwise, he wouldn't be there. So this, from the very beginning, if you're a woman, he's accepted you in the, all the ways that you are. And he's not thinking, you know, God, I wish she was more like this. You see, he's always accepted it. Otherwise, he would not be there. So that's sort of like it's done. It's kind of done, right? She's a pain in the butt when it comes to this. Yeah. And oh, Lord, every time she talks to her mother, she goes crazy. And then she ruins the afternoon because that's all she could talk about. But, hey, that's my wife. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how it is, right? Yeah. Like, it's not fun, but he's, he's going to adjust accordingly and or get out of the way accordingly. For the things that don't work for him, but he knows what he's, you know. But because, again, this is sort of like the, the approaching it in a logical, masculine, up in your head kind of way. Like, this is what it is. Yeah, That's all. Right, right. This is why she is. That's all. This is what happens to her when this happens to her. This is right. But women being feeling driven, right? Your feelings run your show. When you feel bad, you just feel bad. And nobody could say, well, stop feeling that way. Because this is when the guy says, you know, why did that bother you? You want to kill him because he's trying to make. They keep you from feeling what you're feeling, which is all you could be at that moment. So what happens to women is when you feel bad and it's because something he said or didn't say or did or didn't do, then he's the one who's wrong because you feel bad. What he did makes you feel bad. So no, he has to change. You see the difference? I think this has a lot to do with why women initiate 70% of divorce. That's what I was yeah. trying to say. And he's and people, and this, is, and this is the case even going back in history. I mean, it's not... It's divorce has always been more initiated by women. And I think this is why, because feeling they're very, very feeling focused and oriented on what's what they're not getting. 
and what they want that they can't have in this person or what have you, whereas men are more accepting of it. And so that wouldn't... Like like I said, the guy wouldn't be there Yeah, like he's made up his mind. Once the decision's made, it's made. Yeah. She's okay. She's just yeah. this. Doesn't you know? He knows right. exactly what's. You know, there's nothing to change about that. Is this an acceptance of this? But again, not. We're not feeling driven. For you, being feeling driven, and if you keep getting feeling bad because of his action, what he does, what he doesn't say, like all of a sudden his fault. He's the one mm-hmm. creating the pain. He's the one making you mad. He's the one. He's the one. So, you see it. Yep. So it's again two different machines. Okay, and the last yeah. one. I know one. One more. Um, in fact. From the culture, you'd get this idea that men, particularly now with what's going on with women rising up and men falling behind, that men and or husbands can't handle women being successful. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, you get that over, that that narrative over and over and again, and it's such crap. The the vast majority of men or the average man is going to be extremely happy when his wife is successful at anything she does because it's natural for him to want to support her and pump her up. Yep. But they, we are, but the culture tells us that men are the exact opposite and want to hold you down. And it's really probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest lie of the century, as far as I'm concerned. This is an insult, such an insult. Yep. Right. Like, and, 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 and if you talk about, you know, what's happening in our culture, the past, you know, 40, 50 years with all the rules changing, mm-hmm. you know, to, to favor women in every possible way, all made by men, all adopted by men, all changed by men. So who's trying to hold yeah, you down? Yeah, exactly. Not men. Exactly. Well, I always have been men. That's right. right. So, and I always say that it's men that have been, if you, if you want to know who liberated women, it's men. It's not feminists. Yes. Yes. Man made that happen, mm-hmm. right? The patriarchy, the, the, yep. they like to blame, has made that happen. Men wanted to provide, protect women. And if this is more fair, then let's fix it. If this is more equal, let's fix it. Or if this makes so, her life better, invent it. Let's fix it. Invent yeah. it. Create it. Build it. Yep. Sure. So it's it's not, like I said, and it cracks me up, the idea of like that men are oppressing women. Like no one has time for that and no one really <laughs> – no one, no one would get out of their way for that. We take energy that we don't have to spare. Like, period. Like, I have my life and my kids and my family to take care of. I don't have time to try to take a woman down one bit. Like, there's no one. No one cares. No one cares. I mean, no one cares. It, it, not one man I know. And I, not one man I know. And I, I've always said this. I'm like, even my father, who was born in 1922, would never mm-hmm. have tried to hold down or back. My mom, who he couldn't have if he tried, but at any rate, um, it's just, it's insane. And it's just been this ongoing narrative that was really, truly believed by people. I really, I genuinely think that they believe that. I don't think, at least the, at least the ones who are, um, who've been susceptible to that message. And again, this goes back to if they've been hurt in some way or if their mothers instill this idea in them or whatever, it's very hard to let go of these ideas that you've been, but, but, but the point is just that, that men are the complete opposite of what they've been taught. They are designed yeah. to support you. They want to support you. They will support you. Yes. They have supported you. Now, they're going to support you. They Sorry. never stop doing that. Like they're always, they're, they want to be proud of you and that stuff. Now yes. there is a small distinction here. I'm not sure if you want to uh, put that here because it's something I've discovered because I do all this work with women and the idea of like when I speak at the like, entrepreneur women's group and you know uh, all these, there's a bunch of, you know, like women's support group, women in mm-hmm. business group, women like this, they're all over the place. There's a thousand going at all times mm-hmm. around the United States. Um, and there's a, 
part of that belief that we just talked about is a lot of these women who are in business trying to push forward and build whatever feel that their husband and their boyfriends don't support them. Now, there is a certain reality to this that I discovered, which is very interesting. I found this out about two years ago because it happened to me. When my wife, who's a dancer, works part-time, kind of disappeared from my life of almost five months because she double-signed contracts from the two schools. Remember that story? You did tell that story, but you can tell it again. So, yeah, so what happened is in the realm of our um, – the way we set up our relationship where I do all the outside work mostly. I'm the one working 12-hour days, and she's the one having a part-time life and taking care of the mm-hmm. family and the mm-hmm. kids and all that beautiful stuff. There's sort of like – there's a flow to this. Right? We've been together for many years, mm-hmm. like 20-plus years. Right? There's a, there's a dynamic in place. I need her to be present for me to be good when I come home. I you know, want to be my – the companionship that I'm looking for, the love that I want, the hug when I come home, the – all the stuff that she provides, the warmth in the house and the beauty of her feminine being mm-hmm. that connects us all together is essential for me to be well and the kids as well. Mm-hmm. For the family unit to be really connected like women do best. But when I lost my wife for months over some work crap that I wasn't aware of, and this is really what it sneaks in for most men, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is her work all of a sudden took her away from us completely, like – Time-wise, energy-wise, and even when she was present, she was gone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even mm-hmm. if she was in the house, she yeah. wasn't present this anymore. This is very common on, for many people today. Yeah. So like, I end up being sort of bent out of shape about where is my wife and yeah. what is this? What is this crap? And so what had happened is I find myself resenting her work. Wow, that's weird for me. I'm like, I support my wife. Like, I love yep. the support. I mean, she's yep. a ballerina. Like, that's important to her. That's her life. That's her, right? And all of a sudden, I'm... Anyway, so I figured it out that ultimately, without talking to me, and that happens sometimes in women in career and businesses, it creeps up on them slowly, where if if the dynamic of a relationship is already set, has a momentum of more classically plays, where he does more of the outside work and she does the other half, when that changes without a conversation or a, a new deal, yeah. Men resent it because mm-hmm. all of a sudden everything they're there for, everything they're producing, providing yeah, sure. for the woman, he doesn't get his other half back. And now that's when men resist and they don't well, give a crap I, about their life. You know? Well, so. how's that any different from the woman who's married to a man who literally is never home except to sleep and she's doing all the work on the home front, especially if she has a bunch of kids right. by herself and it's just right. too much. It's the same kind right. of – I mean, you, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But that's a, that's an interesting one because that's one that a big hook when women actually you know, are convinced that men are trying to yeah. not support them. Again, in my conversation, when you go deep, a little bit bigger, you might have changed the rules of your dynamic without talking to him, and he's resenting right. that. That's what he's or, resenting. Not, yeah. not your success is the fact that there's the no relationship. You're never, you're and not then, there. Right, and then he's right. thinking, well, all this is more important than us now. No, so that's when they get passive aggressive and a bit resentful, and you'll feel it. So yeah. I'm just saying that's because women are encouraged, encouraged to be a work and work like as hard as men that yes. becomes a problem got it if you have not negotiated i'm just saying yeah that's no that makes that's that's big 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 one it's a big one actually i wrote about that in women who went at love about well we had some stories in there from um people who like many men who have affairs when their wives weren't around anymore yeah. um this is actually those are i mean the research shows that actually the women who make ceo level unless the man's at that same place with her and even sometimes if he is will end up in the arms of someone else for very very much yep. that same reason i mean you exactly. had a very finite period of time where that went on but if that's a permanent thing that goes on yeah. for years that relationship is not going to go anywhere fast yeah. 
I had a couple that I work with, and she, he had an affair. And the first thing she said, you know, I said, well, just find out what happened. And the first thing he said is, you're never here. Yeah. You're never here. Yeah. You're never here. I'm 58 years old. I want companionship. This is why we work, I worked my whole life to support us to get here. And now that I'm here and I can relax into my, you know, semi-retirement, you're never here. I, I find that so fascinating that people actually believe, and I think this is true for Hollywood marriages, why you would think that a marriage can survive literally when you live alone, essentially, because the other person's gone 24 yeah, seven. Yeah. Like, wh- I mean, just imagine waking up and going to sleep and waking up and going to sleep to an empty house and thinking, Oh yeah, I'm just, this is good. I'm good with this. Yeah, I can do this, this for great. a life. But yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is what I signed up for. This is what I signed up for. I She's mean, what the been... hell? You might right. as well be single. And, and again, when men are older, they want more of that than ever. They want to yeah. relax. They want to slow down. They want the companionship more than ever. Definitely. And this is when women get super busy Oh, we have a problem. Not to condone that, you know, this is like, okay. It's just, it's a mechanical. So this is what happens. Pay attention. Okay. Andre, before I let you go, we're going to, I'm going to read the email of the day. This Mm. one's from Sadie who writes, she's a married millennial woman. And she says, every friend of mine who's a single woman would actually prefer to be dating or married. I can think of 15 friends over the age of 25 in multiple States in this category. They wanted to date in college and since college, but are rarely asked. I'm writing because I think it would be valuable to consider the factors that have resulted in a difference in the way men who are millennials approach relationships as well as women. So I ha- it's a big one because um, there's just no question that men have changed. And they've changed as a result of what has happened in the last several decades because the rules are so confusing that they truly believe. And I, I've, I've talked about this before. We've talked about this before. It all goes yep. back to sex. It's always about sex. That's how this whole thing changed. The minute relation, the minute commitment ceased to be a, an issue and all you wanted was sex and you were going to act like a man or whatever. And sex was so freely and readily available. It changed the whole dynamic. So yep. now men don't have to work as hard to get that relationship that that everybody wants. And so in addition to that shifting things, what also shifted is that men don't necessarily have to be the pursuers anymore, right? The hunters. So I cannot tell you how many women I hear from who are under say, well, 35, I guess I would say where I I, I appreciate all these ideas, Suzanne, but at the end of the day, they don't know what they're doing. They're not, well, they won't pursue because They've been taught because it's all been so screwed up that they're not coming up to them. So if they waited for the man to pursue, they'd be waiting forever because he won't. Mm -hmm. So she just wanted me to address that actually everything that has changed has affected, of course, men as well as women, which is true. Well, you know, when you shame men for who they are, right, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, they handle their stuff and they conquer the world, they conquer their lives, they conquer their fears, right? They build their character. That's what men do. But if you say all this is toxic. And, you know, you have a penis, so you're dangerous, and you're a rapist, by the way. You didn't know this. They teach that in college, by the way. In, yep. Like, oh, you have a sure. penis, you're dangerous, you're a rapist. You just didn't know that, let me tell you. So if you shame them out of doing everything that's impulsively, instinctually masculine, which is to go and conquer and make things happen, right? I call, the, I, I, I call this a, a appropriate level of aggression, right? Aggression, aggressive personality, like, you know, uh, the pulse of mm-hmm. that which is masculine to make things happen, if you shame men out of that, they don't, they do nothing. They do nothing. Because they, yeah. they can't, because they don't, there's something they have to build with themselves. It's like muscle building, right? So, they have to conquer their fears. So, they have to conquer themselves. They have to conquer their 
the self-doubt. They have to conquer the fact that they may not be fully, fully confident like they like to show off, right? Or, or pretend to be like that front that they mm-hmm. put up, right? They, they, this has to be built. It's a muscle that has to be flexed. It's a life that has to be built for them to feel confident and be, be capable and know that they're capable. But if you keep them from doing that, they can't do anything. And then they count on women to do it. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. And it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, those are the two things. They're really the sex thing and the toxic masculinity thing. If, if we change just those two things, yeah. you'd have a completely different generation of men. And I yeah. mean, whether or not that's going to happen, only time will tell. I mean, they'll, I, I mean, in terms of in big numbers, there'll always be, right. you know, people in each group. But I, I, yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, that's we're in the we're in the um, crux of it now. So um, I know. I feel bad for you. I'm millennials. I really do. There's, they have a lot of strikes against them. I know. And not knowing, they think that's normal. And, I know. And, and they even embrace, they even embrace, this is where I get really saddened, is when they even embrace this idea that being masculine in any way is toxic and dangerous. Mm-hmm. They join the world of women thinking it's better. They actually join the yeah. world of women and be feminine thinking that's going to make them attractive to I women. Know. And know. we know that it doesn't, right? None of the, nobody wants these guys. The no. women don't want them. The guys, I know. It's you know, want nothing to do with them. And so it's a terrible, terrible disservice. You know, it's interesting in, it's a cultural thing on this side of the world more than anywhere else. Like in Europe, throughout most of Europe, they still raise boys to be masculine. As soon as they turn 15 or 16, they put them into some wood workshop, metal work, right? They put them, they get them to, they, 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 they go into trade schools and learn to use their hands and build and create things and sort of build their confidence. So in, in the result is they still encourage men to like go and be men and build their lives about the masculinity appropriately. So um, I, I say this to women, there's data on this now that, you know, U- European men are 10 years more mature than American men from the lifestyle, from the way they raise. <laughs> American so men are always talking about how European, well, not necessarily European, but women in other countries um, are more feminine than, of course, in America. Course. So we all need to, like, switch up. <laughs> Completely. So, like, a, a, a 20-year-old European man is as mature as a 30-year-old American. That's, that's you see it? I mean, it's, yeah, that's a problem. I have a neighbor across the street from me. He's 24 years old. He comes from Russia. 24 years old. Two businesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, um, um, what do you call it? Residual income coming in on the side without him working. Twenty four. Mm. I can 24. hear. I can hear millennial women saying now, "Bring him to me. Where are they? Yeah. We need so and many." He's actually, yeah, he's thin, tall. He's handsome. He's got his stuff together. But he's European. He's Russian. They, 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 they go after their lives. They, they know that's what we used to do here in the fifties. Well, not anymore. Well, we're not so, going to solve all these problems today, Andre. That's for sure. No, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, we'll have to wait till uh, attempt to solve them in four weeks when you come back. Okay. <laughs> How's that? Okay. That okay. That so, I hope you're doing well with all this coronavirus stuff and uh, yeah, the sun is still to. shining out there in LA. Yeah, no, it's it's not as bad in the sun somehow. It's just not. It just never is, is it? It's not. Awesome. Okay, Ready? Andre. Well, thank you very much and we'll um we'll talk to you next time. Beautiful. Thanks, Andre. See you later. And that ends this hour of the Suzanne Venker Show. Don't forget to tune in next week when I talk to Gina Arnold, a young female New Yorker who was raised to be a feminist and who wisely rejected it. She represents the voice of millions of young, silenced millennials. And if you haven't done so already, don't forget to continue the conversation on Facebook where we've set up a private group that you can join. Just type in the Suzanne Venker Show in the Facebook search bar and you will find it. 
And if you have a question or comment for me, email me at Suzanne at the Suzanne Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.